know, but I knew uh, a lot of people that went there. Oh, uh, maybe but that's... Here, Isaac went to Beach High, right? Yeah, he graduated. That's what I was thinking. My dad's friend's name, Isaac. He was a beach high. I was <laughs> Okay, well, uh, you know, I'm sorry to waste your time, but do you know uh, someone named Debbie Weinstein or Jan Weinstein or David Weinstein? They all went to beach high or in the late 80s? Yeah, no. No? Oh, okay. Man. Well, this has been very anticlimactic. Thank, <laughs> sorry, you so, thank you so much, and I apologize. <laughs> My bad, Dad. I'll talk to you later. Hey, I, oh, he hung up. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. Uh, I I was close. (laughs) (laughs) I'm taking a sip of water after that one. Jeez, man. You know, sometimes we just get our parents, all the modders confused. (laughs) All right. Every time I always forget to turn off the volume on my computer when I record anything. But now we're good. Hello. Welcome to the Graham Radio Podcast. My name is Levi Weinstein, and this episode is with a very special person, my friend, and actually my little brother in my uh, in my fraternity in college, Jonathan Siegel. Jonathan Siegel, I mean, from far away, it, he, uh, er, what I saw from far away after I graduated college was epic. He basically took over Tallahassee, or at least the DJ scene of Tallahassee. It was epic to watch. And he was in my room today talking all about it. We actually recorded, I think, like a 50-minute mix. I don't, I don't know if we hit an hour. By the time this comes out, the SoundCloud mix will be on Spotify, so we'll be able to see how long it was. It was a good old time, and honestly, he was showing me how to use my own equipment, which was awesome. Now I can do more things. Now I know what the delay effect on my Newmark Scratch mixer is, so that's exciting. So... Jonathan Siegel, uh, follow him at Seagull something uh, on Instagram. Uh, you know what? Let me pull up his Instagram and actually plug it. Wow, this is probably the least professional like intro that I've done to a podcast. Whatever, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep it going. His Instagram is Seagull the DJ, and that's the letter C G U L, and then just the DJ. And I mean, he if you if you need some. D, if you need a DJ, if you own, if you're listening to this and you own a bar and you need a DJ, or I mean, really any event, hit him up and he'll rock the house. He knows what he's doing, and he also brought some of his equipment into my room. We talk a little, bit, a little bit about that and his equipment. I mean, it's it's a lot different than mine, but er, it okay. His equipment is sick. Like, there's no going around it. It's just absolutely sick. Um, if you know anything about DJing, he has CDJs and I have turntables and he's never used a turntable. I've never used CDJs. And during, for the mix, we set up one of his CDJs and we kept one of my turntables. Uh, and it was just an absolute party. His mixer though is insane. I have no idea what it's called, but it's absolutely insane. Um, so all this bit, wow, this is such a boring intro. I'm so sorry for this intro, like, uh, especially for... The, for uh, for you know what I'm speaking directly to you, Siegel. Man, I'm sorry that this intro has been so boring, but whatever, man. Not not all the intros are going to be winners. All right, so follow Siegel and of course follow Graham Radio for everything music. We uh, the last few podcasts I've put out, I'm pretty proud of uh, that Ramsey Lewis podcast. Really spoke to me. Honestly, if you didn't listen to that Ramsey Lewis podcast, check out that Ramsey Lewis podcast, and then go back and listen to the Drew Powell podcast. I think Drew Powell was maybe ten. I'm actually pretty sure that Drew Powell was uh, was uh, GRP ten. He's the uh, professional flute player out of the Bay Area, and it, out of all my podcasts. I think that one is the least listened to, but 
whenever anyone listens to it, they text me and they're like, that was your, that was your best podcast. That dude is awesome. And Ramsey Lewis, I I think I I can't talk about him, him enough. Uh, Grammy award winner came on the podcast. Like, come on, that's fucking cool. Honestly, like that's, that's cool. I hit up his manager and his manager was, was super nice. And this podcast, I mean, it was just, I love doing podcasts with like friends of mine, and I especially love doing podcasts with friends of mine who are pursu- are pursuing creativity. And I mean, yeah, like obviously, like Siegel is doing great for himself. He has a job, he has his own place, but he's also pursuing creativity. He's pursuing finding DJ gigs, which is just awesome. And I love it, and I love hanging with him. It, it was great, and of course, we were drinking the unofficial official beer of Graham Radio. Rolling Rock, but this time it was not warm, which, I mean, we could have done a blind taste test, uh, like we talked about at the in the outro of a few episodes uh, previous, where like I, I was thinking about doing a blind taste test where I give Siegel a warm Rolling Rock and a cold and a cold Rolling Rock, and I don't tell him which one is which, and I see which one he likes more. But we ended up not doing that. All of the Rolling Rocks were cold, and I mean they were all delicious. Um, <laughs> So, and I honestly, I kind of like the cold Rolling Rock better than the warm. Uh, but whatever, you know, uh, people change. So this is Jonathan Siegel, and I love him. Enjoy the show. And of course, forgot, almost forgot to mention this. Any graphic design needs that you need, hit up Michael Germano. Phenomenal, phenomenal coffee. Aroma Joe was my nickname in college. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. By the way, we started recording. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, wait. What headphones am I even using? Which bro? ones do you want? Do you want the Reigns? Oh, no. Those are the guest ones. Okay, cool. Yeah, those are the nice ones, bro. Those are padded. And you got shit. the nice ones for the guests. Oh, oh dude. Yeah, bro. What the, a good the, host. The nice one. Bro, I, I would honestly rather you be sitting in this because it's more comfortable. And I just, like, this gets a little bit too comfortable for me. But my with my new mics, it's like it. this induces a lot of this. So it's, yeah, exactly. All right, we can switch. No, 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 no. For this is like this is like the this is the control area because I need to be able to like adjust stuff here. Um, can what I are you hear, adjusting there? Can I hear myself? No, I can't. What'd you say? What do you adjust over there? Uh, the volume. Oh, okay. Um, can I hear you? Oh my god, this is kind of cool. Yeah, you should be able to hear me. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. What? Um, this is so cool. I can hear me yeah. too. Oh, uh, now I can hear I can hear us. We sound really good on mics. We do sound really good on mics. Um, you know, I've always been really self-conscious about my voice, but since I've been doing this, so many people have said that I have a good voice, and yeah. I love it. I've always felt that I have like this nasally Jew-ass voice. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> I well, sound I, like a Weinstein. I sound like someone who would say, well, actually, like, you know what I mean? <laughs> Just like adjust my glasses a little bit. A natural Karen Hold voice. On, okay, we are being a little bit loud, so I'm okay. going to turn us down just a little bit well i'll keep us up here and i'll turn us down here i think that's i think that's better is that better yes yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. that is that's perfect oh boy we haven't even begun the day yet (laughs) this is like we're still on the espresso part of the day we have the rolling rock phase we're we're literally in we're literally drinking coffee right now like it's like the morning cheers this is nice. Cheers, cheers. Little does you know, people listening to this know it's like 3 p.m. and we were supposed to get our day started four hours ago. And that's totally okay because I, I think I ended up being more productive in those three hours that, I, that I've been productive this whole weekend. Um, yeah, this is like the beginning. Uh, you know what, listeners? 
today is the beginning of an adventure because we have a few uh, a few stops that we're gonna make on the way. We have this little. This is sort of like an intro to the day. This is an intro to the podcast. The prelude. This is the prelude to the podcast. Exactly. Um, so Jonathan Siegel is my little brother in my fraternity, which is exciting. And he, uh, like, dude, I swear to God, I think I left Tallahassee, and then maybe like a month later, you posted a mix of yours on SoundCloud, and I listened to it, and I'm like, yo, like, DJ, he's DJing now? Out of That's nowhere. So cool. And then six months later, I see you standing on the deck at Baja's <laughs> and playing, like, Deep House. I'm like, Oh, it yo. happened so quick. I like, yo, I'm like, yo, I left Tallahassee too early. Jonathan Siegel took <laughs> over. This is absolutely insane. Dude, I always thought that being the DJ uh, in college at, as an FSU student, like... It was at, nuts. At, not, not just nuts, but that must have been the best job. The single best, not only was it directly across the street from my apartment, because, you know, we lived in a in this place called Heritage Grove. It's It was directly across from Baja's. It was so fun. We would do, like, 1,700 people a night, and this is me. I had, you know, gotten my first actual DJing gig maybe seven months before I started my residency at Baja's, and un, unreal experience. Dude, you literally get to just play music and get paid money. Oh my god, so as a fun. college student. And like and that's not a little bit of money. Like when I was working in college, I was getting uh, as a senior, I was getting around 5 to 700 dollars a week selling suits. And that was great. But I was working at least 40 hours a week and it I was not. <laughs> it was a time suck. And I'm not going to ask you how much you made because I mean, whatever, but I think that it's fair to say that you were probably making a lot more than me, working a lot less, and having a lot more fun and time for yourself during the day. The fact that I was able to pay all my bills and then some just drinking and playing music for my friends for the last two years of my life was... And and that's what I'm saying. That's why it's the best college job. At... at, Okay. Okay, I think that I should define best college job because it, it's not the best college job. The, the like real like objectively. Oh, it's the best. Ob- hold on, wait, wait, hold on. Because <laughs> we gotta define I'm, best. I'm here. so excited. I think that go I think that a lot of people would say the best type of college job is something that like is professional and that will make you a lot of money after college. But fair, I, it's, fair. So it's not the best college job. It's the best. Job for a dude as a senior in a fraternity at Florida State University. Yes. There you go. Let's yes. Get, we we have to be on. a little bit more specific <laughs> because, like, it's like a lot of people would maybe may not consider that to be the the best job. Hey, but you dude, know I, what? I, tomato, it, tomato. It's the best job to me. <laughs> I literally loved yeah. it, especially at a place oh. like Baja's too. Like, you know, I played some of the the other venues around town and like some smaller clubs down here, and there's just. Oh, nothing like it. I used to just I would shake I mean, yeah, my it's, ass it's, every it's single week. College student, yeah, just shake. Yeah, yes. That's how I made my money. I would literally twerk on stage every week. You slut. I know. You're I was such a little bad. I know. And every single time a cute girl would come up to the stage, I would be like, "Oh, yeah, what's your name?" and just shout them out like "Happy birthday," whatever, fifteen times <laughs> a night. Like that's like, like this. Like, even if it wasn't their birthday. No, not at all. It's how I would speak game with them. Like that was the opening line. Like here, get this on your Snapchat and get my snap while you're at it. Yeah, like, it was, oh my god, that's oh, perfect. it was like how much fun we're having right now. Now hearing our voices on the mics, like that was me every Saturday at Baja's, just absolutely obliteratedly hammered with my friends. It was 
Uh, what? What's your name? Geez. Oh, Olivia. How, yeah. Yo, shout out to you. Just do like a minute long oh monologue my God. about I Olivia. Would, I would do birthday shout outs until they turn the microphone. It off. gets like it gets like really weird. Wait, did they t- did they turn the microphone off? <laughs> many times, <on> me. <laughs> dude. That's amazing. Many, many times. Dude, I'm just thinking like how far that could go. Like it starts out with happy birthdays, and then it goes into like yo, like I met this girl on stage. She's amazing. <laughs> and then you start like reciting like Shakespeare style poetry on like the, you cut the music. You start playing classical music. Oh, I used to say. The weirdest things, man. <laughs> like what? Because no one, no one could really hear you. You know what I mean? Well, okay, hold on. I heard me. Everyone could hear you, but like no, no one's, one's like attention. listening. Yeah, really? everyone's like, "What? I'll have eleven thousand shots for two dollars because we're in Tallahassee." <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. If you say something and anything loud enough with a much with enough energy, people are going to respond to it regardless of what you say. Hey, that's right. Woo! Freaks out everybody. <laughs> yeah. It's the absolute best. But no, it was it, it was fun. But I'm you know I'm uh, I'm glad I'm transitioning into into it's a great side hustle for me now. I'm looking to expand on it more. But yeah, but yeah. It, it's, it's it's not a forever thing. It's a it's senior it's like senior junior senior year FSU student thing. Exactly. That's like that's why it's the it's the best for that. Exactly. It's not the best full time unless you're like. DJ Carnage or something. I mean, yeah, that's yeah. I mean, that's which is like a whole different thing. That's a whole different you know game. I mean? yeah, but you exactly. know, I, I think you know, transitioning in a different direction from just doing you know the college nightclub scene yeah. has been really good. Yeah. For- Speaking of transitioning, um, I'm thinking of having a sex change operation. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we, we actually got really controversial on the to- on the podcast yesterday, uh, and this Uh-oh. is this is uh, this is going to come out. Probably like maybe two weeks after what I'm talking about is going to come out. This is with but girls' room. Me, this is with girls' room. Okay, I Wait, saw that. Do you know that. Val? Do you know Val? Uh, do you know Val from girls' room? No, I've just been following you. I've followed okay, 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 posts okay. on your page. Uh, thank you, yeah, dude. At uh, Graham Radio. Yes, which at, you would f- know if you're listening to this. Exactly. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, um, we talked about uh, whether or not there should be a legal age. Before people can have a sex change operation. Whoa, you guys really dove into it. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Yeah, it was. It got. It was awesome. It was a great. It was. A, so the reason that we were talking about that is because, like, it is because we uh, were. Uh, wait, hold, wait, hold on a second. There, I'm having some technical difficulties. Oh God, I love that. Jesus. Yeah. So sorry about that. Sorry about that. So uh, we were talking about how in England there is a case. And I'm pretty sure this is in England. Okay. There's a case where, and th- there has been more than one case with this. A child gets a sex change operation v- at a very young age, and the parents like consent to it or whatever. And then the child later in life, um, the child, you know what? I-, I should really read up on this because I'm really only getting from this information from a third, excuse me, from a third party. Yeah. But I need to actually dive into this because I've just like heard about things like this. And we then can it, play the, you know, like then, the what if, like if, if a child gets it and then if they. So, yeah. So uh, ba- this is based on third party information and I'm very, very, but I'm very, very sure this is accurate. Like okay. this is, so child gets a sex change operation and then later in life regrets it, but you can't go, you can't flip it back. Okay. You know what I mean? Like you can't, like, and that's literally and figuratively, you can't flip it back. And, uh, the question is, should there be a legal age to before you can have a sex change operation? And I think yes, because uh, the government is able to 
regulate like when you have capacity to do something. It's just like statutory rape laws. So like you can't consent to having sex with uh, someone under the age of 18 or sorry, someone under the age of 18 cannot consent to having sex with someone over the age of 18 because they don't have the legal capacity to do so. Yeah. That, that means that the government is saying like in, in layman's terms, that means that the government is saying you are not mature enough to make this decision. That's yeah. basically that. And I think that should apply to sex change operations. I, and I don't think that that is really even that controversial. Like, you should be mature enough to know whether or not you want to have a, have a sex change operation. And, like, the question is, I mean, I don't know what age that should be. I'm not a scientist or a politician. But that's what we talked about on the podcast the other day. What, what, do, you th- what do you think? What are your thoughts on this? Um, I, I, I definitely agree with what you're saying. But I, I think you're right. The difficult spot is, you know, kind of pinpointing that age where someone is you know, mature enough to make a kind of decision like that. Yeah. Um, I don't even know where that age would be. I mean, obviously I, I support, you know, people getting sex changes. If the, if if this podcast fully supports whatever you want, whatever you want, it is your body, your decision, you know, plain, no getting around, no getting around that your body, your choice. hundred percent. Um, but with an age, because that, you know, I think of the things that I wanted to do in life when I was 16, 17, you know, that's a that's a huge life altering decision. But dude, okay, how about the things that you wanted to do when you were eighteen? Even or, 18 or or even yeah. 20. How twenty. How old are you now? Twenty three? I just turned twenty five. You, oh, you just turned twenty five. Yeah. Oh, I don't know why I thought that you were well, when's your birthday? September thirtieth. September thirtieth? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Well, that, that, I I was a little late graduating and I was okay. a little late rushing too. So okay. that, that's probably why there was a, a oh, little nice. bit of an age gap. I don't know why I mean, I guess uh, I'm well, the whole I, little it, brother it thing. actually makes a lot of sense that I thought that you were younger because like you're also like you joined the fraternity like, much later. Like much later. Um, but yeah, dude, we're this we're the same fucking age. Mm-hmm. I, I, you're uh, you're six months and twenty four days older than me. And the only reason I know that is because my half birthday is September fourth. Oh, I'm <laughs> older than you. Younger than me. Younger. Okay. Younger, okay. Younger. 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 Yeah. Um, um, yeah. Because my birthday is March fourth, ninety five. Um, wait, so you were born 95. 95, yeah. 95. Okay, 30th, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, no, um, I, I rushed really late. That's I, cool. I took a while getting out of college, and I took I took my time with it, and I took yeah, a little I mean, bit of time off, too. That's all good. Uh, so, for the listeners, and uh, that's funny that you said transition, and I was like, to transition, because this is what I wanted to transition <laughs> into. This is what I wanted to transition into. Um, we are about to record... But technically two mixes, but really one big mix because we're we're I'm, yes. we're going to combine them a little bit later. I'll, I'll, I'm going to use this to combine the two mixes later, and uh, which is a cool thing. And uh, he brought over some sick, epic DJ equipment that I haven't even seen yet. I've actually never even touched a CDJ. So uh, this has been the first part of the podcast. Let's let let's keep. Well, oh wait, you know what? Before we before we finish up. <laughs> this part of the podcast. I know it's so. Coming. Wait, are you finished with your espresso? If you're not, chug it. I'm all done with my okay, espresso. Perfect, perfect. It was so good. Levi's right. mom and their their espresso machine is on the road to putting Starbucks out of business without a doubt. Oh, dude, it's so good, man. We got it. We got a cooler of Rolling Rock. <sighs> oh, what's cooler than being cool? <laughs> Ice cold. Thank you. The day has begun. Yep, let's get it started. Let's, let's make started. a little music. Oh, yeah. We'll be back. Hey, so at this point in the podcast, we had just finished recording the mix, which by the time you hear this, it'll likely be on SoundCloud. And um, uh, we were listening to some music before we started, and I 
turned on the microphones because John Mayer was just absolutely shredding. So what you're about to hear is about 45 seconds of John Mayer playing his solo to Grateful Dead's Althea, and it rips. Enjoy. This is sick. Yeah, man. It's John Mayer. Dude. Does John Mayer sound like the guy from like the original band? No, no, no. But that's not really the point. Uh, like it's just make new music. John Mayer is just real. No, it's not. This is not new music. This is old. This is a cover. This is uh, oh, uh, everything that Dead and Company does is covers of Grateful Dead. Like Grateful uh, Dead hasn't come out with yeah. a new song since like the early '80s or okay. something. Yeah, like this is Althea, which is off of uh, Gone to Heaven or something. Uh, it's like a, an album that's like all white, where the, all the Dead members are dressed in white. But by the way, we're, 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 we've been recording. <laughs> oh shit! I love I love when that happens. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> yeah. Well, sorry to everyone listening that you now know I don't have any information or prior knowledge about a Grateful Dead. Which, I think that which is a big one. I don't think you have to apologize to the listeners. I think that you just related super hardcore to the listeners because <laughs> okay, no yeah. one has knowledge of the Dead, which is totally fine. I mean, we're not a million years old, and the only Fair reason enough. that I have knowledge is because. My mom followed them on tour for like in the late '80s. Your mom was a deadhead. Oh, dude, big time! Yo, yeah, yeah. You know what? I'm gonna pause this and I'm gonna show you something. Follow me. All right. So, what did I just show you? Oh my god, the coolest ticket wall ever. Yeah. So my mom, uh, Poda, is uh, she like she followed the Grateful Dead for a while, and she kept. This is a very smart move for her. She kept so all, smart. She kept all of the tickets and. Like those, along with Bob Dylan, Bruce Springsteen, The Who, Roger Waters, Rod Stewart, uh, John Prine, Avit, I mean, newer stuff like Avit Brothers. Like she the wall kept, was insane. What? The wall, the wall of, of tickets was absolutely insane. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's more of a frame. It's like a big frame. It's yeah, like it's yeah. all behind a big frame. And it, they go back to I think the earliest one is like '85. And think about that, dude. '85. That's crazy. That's, That's a, a decade before we were born. Yeah, dude. Like literally a decade. Excuse me. Before we were born, and we've been alive for twenty five years, so that's a, that's crazy. We're kind of old too. That's yeah, a... I know. <laughs> yeah. So um, that's Poda. That well, that that's Poda's ticket collection, which is so sick. And yeah, that's why I'm so into the dead. You call like, your mom Poda? Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, There's got to be a reason. Yeah. So uh, she was born. Her maiden name is Poda. Like she was born, oh, okay. she was born Jill Andrea Poda, and then she married my dad and became Jill uh, Jill Andrea Weinstein, and then she married, and then uh, she got divorced and married my little brother's dad, and I think she, I think that's when she dropped Andrea, and she just became Jill Rosenblum, okay. and then she like got divorced from him, and now she's married to Tim, who I love Tim. Tim's the man, my stepdad, and. Uh, instead of taking his last name, um, she decided. Or no, I think there was a time period between her divorce from my little brother's dad and uh, getting married to Tim. Yeah, and she decided to go back to her maiden name and keep uh, Andrea out. So her last name is Poda, and we all call her Poda. It's a cool last name. She's it's a, Poda. It's a great. It's a great nickname name. If I feel like it's like a kind of Yoda vibe to it. Like yeah. I, it's Yoda with a P. It's Yoda with a P. Yeah. I kind of really like it. Yeah, yeah, and, and and I think I like Tim too. Those are some good adjectives for Tim. He sounds like a great guy. Oh, dude, Tim's the man. Tim, 
I give so my throughout my whole life, um, I. Uh, you know, for my listeners, if you haven't figured out that I'm super into music by now, then I'm very surprised. Wrong Beca- podcast. Yeah, wrong. <laughs> it's like, I'm very, very much into music. And that's because my mom and my dad are heavily into music. Like, my, my dad, uh, he opened for Live Aid in, like, the late no 80s. No way. Like, yeah. from the Queen movie? Um, Yeah. Not in... Um, Bohemian Rhapsody. Like, not, yeah, yes. Like, not in... So that one was in England, I think. There were other Live Aids that were happening at the same exact time around the world. One of them was in Philadelphia. My dad drove to Philadelphia when he was 18 years old, camped out in the parking lot, and met someone named Bill Graham. Graham Radio. Oh. Yeah. So this I'm, is where Graham Radio comes from? Yeah. I can't believe you just tied that back into it. This was That was the greatest. We were talking about good transitions before. <laughs> that right there was the transition of the day, dude. Whoa! Yeah, that's so, cool. So my dad met Bill Graham, and Bill Graham is a music promoter for the Grateful Dead. Well, he was, he's been a music promoter forever. He he he's since passed. And my dad played a few songs for Bill Graham in the parking lot. Like basically begged him to open. And my dad like or and Bill Graham got him on stage before all the acts. That's and cool. there's a video on YouTube of him, and there's actually a full on news story on the news of like. This kid from uh, Miami Beach High drove up to Philadelphia and camped out in the parking lot. Like, there's a video on YouTube on. of Miami my dad. Miami Beach High. Yeah. When when did your dad graduate? Um, eighty something. I have no idea. Well, do our parents know each other? My dad went to Miami Beach High. Really? Give him a call. Yes. Hold on. This is exciting. It, no. If, if your if your dad know, your dad might know my family. My my whole family went to Beach Way. High. I would have gone to Beach High if I didn't move to Weston. My dad graduated Beach or went to Beach High. Okay. How old is your dad? He is. Oh my God! I should know this. He just turned sixty. So he's older. He's so he he's older, but he might know. Still call him because he, he might know my aunts. He would have went to be, he went to Beach High in like the he, late eighties. Yeah, he might know Debbie Weinstein. Uh, who's uh, she's my aunt, and I've been in so many situations where it's like, oh, Beach High. Yeah, do you know Jan Weinstein or Debbie Weinstein or, or David I'm Weinstein? The call. Yeah, this is exciting. Wait, put it up to the mic so we can hear. They can hear the ring. Yeah. Hey, Dad. All right, quick quick question. Um, I'm I'm doing a podcast right now, and, and you're you're on the podcast. Okay. Here, can I? Um, yeah. Hold on. Here, I'm I'm passing the phone to someone. Hey, Mr. Siegel. Hey. Hi. Uh, my name is Levi, and uh, we're doing a podcast right now. And you may know a member of my family. Uh, you graduated from Beach High, is that right? I did not. You att- you attended Beach High, right? No, I did not. Oh, I oh, this is very anticlimactic. <laughs> oh, well, uh, you have a misinformed son. <laughs> yeah, for some reason, your son thinks that you went to Beach High. No, but I knew uh, a lot of people that went there. Uh, maybe what that's year? Isaac went to Beach High, right? That's what I was thinking. My dad's friend's name Isaac. He went to Beach High. I was <laughs> okay. Well, uh, you know, I'm sorry to waste your time, but do you know uh, someone named Debbie Weinstein or Jan Weinstein or David Weinstein? They all went to Beach High or in the late '80s. Yeah, no. No. Okay. Oh, well, this has been very anticlimactic. Thank <laughs> Sorry, you so, Dad. Thank you so much, and I apologize. <laughs> My bad, Dad. I'll talk to you later. Hey, I, oh, you hung up. <laughs> God damn it! Now, uh, well, okay. I was close. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking a sip of water after that one. Jeez, man. You know, sometimes we just get our parents' alma maters confused. He went. To- <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe Isaac knows him, but whatever. Whatever. Gun, whatever. Gun was like ten cents when my dad was in high school. It's a. It, it was an outdated thought. No, it wasn't. I don't <laughs> even know where my thoughts hilarious. going. Why were we just talking about beach? Oh yeah, my dad and Graham. Graham Radio. Yeah. So uh, my dad got on the news for 
Um, for yeah, please take another one. And you know, fuck it, fuck it. Keep that notch. I'm, I'm good on mine. You need another one. I'm good. Um, my dad uh, met Bill Graham in the parking lot and got Bill Graham to allow him to open for Live Aid in Philadelphia in the late '80s. My whole family flew up there. Like it was a whole fucking thing. And like everyone, it's nuts. In at Beach High knew about it. Like it was crazy. And the reason that my middle name is Graham is be- is after Bill Graham. Like legitimately after that guy. And he has, he actually has a biography or maybe an autobiography that I have not read, but I mean, I absolutely need to read that. That's kind of required reading in my life because I'm named after the guy. Uh, But his name is spelled differently than mine. And there's a reason for that. His name is spelled, and I'm 99.9% sure of this, like very, very sure of this. Okay. G-R-A-H-A-M. And if you look at the Graham Radio Instagram or any handle, follow Graham Radio for everything music. It's G-R-A-H-M. And the difference between those two are the last few letters. So the last few letters in Bill Graham is H-A-M. Now, okay. what does H-A-M spell? Uh, I believe it is ham. And what are Jewish people not allowed to eat? You really thought this out. Well, hey, I did, this you is not my doing. You really thought this Oh, this is your parents doing? Yeah, name? I didn't name myself. So they, stu- they stuck with Graham, but to keep your they, name they kosher? They kept the A out. <laughs> they, they, or they took the A out. <laughs> they gave you a kosher name? Yeah. That and I'm not kosher. Awesome. I love bacon. I love bacon, and I love <laughs> eating cheeseburgers, and I love lobster. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So my middle name is Matthew, Jonathan Matthew. My dad wanted to name me Joseph Giovanni. And, uh, That's a cool name. It's kind of cool, right? I yeah. mean, if, if I was, you know, like maybe more Italian looking and, and didn't look like like Elmer's glue, like it would flow <laughs> way better. <laughs> I'm right but, there with you yeah, with the Elmer's I'm, glue. I think like I don't have a cool enough appearance. Dude. Yeah, look at that. I don't. I'm, I'm well, that's just DJ life. You. you know what I mean? <laughs> it is, dude. I don't have like COVID a Joseph Giovanni skin tone. Right. But but um, my dad is a huge Miami fan and my mom is a huge Florida State fan. So when I was like my not when I when my mom was pregnant with me, they bet my name on the FSU Miami game. No way. And whatever team won, that is what my name was going to be. That's actually incredible. And uh, FSU won that year, and uh, and my mom just went with like the whitest name she could think Jonathan. of, Jonathan Matthew. Jonathan That's Matthew. A... I've met your mom. She is pretty yeah, white. She is. She's, yeah. she's a white lady. She, yeah, yeah, she is. Dude, I remember. Uh, I saw you DJing at that. What's what's the place in Boca called? Uh, Wish. Wish. Wish in Boca. Yeah, yeah, I saw you DJing there, and your parents showed up. And oh, they love to come to my gigs, which is awesome. They hate it. While while I'm DJing, my mom will always text me about like. Like, please, you know, tone down the curse words in your music. Like, no, oh, um, that's so adorable. Adorable, I love it. I played that that Bobby Schmurda song from 2014. You know, know, get up out my trap house. It's like skip Luke Wolm. Oh no, that's the wrong song. It was um, it was called Hot, and then you know, yeah, hot, hot N word, yeah, yeah, hot N word. And so I played that in front of my mom, and oh, she was not a. She was not too happy. She was not too happy about that. It was, I'm assuming <laughs> that it was the uh, uncensored version. Oh uh, yeah. It, well, it isn't was. there a Bobby Schmurda dance? Yes. Oh yeah, my wait. god. Where he throws the He's hat like, and then yeah, he flicks his <laughs> arms like that. It's the best. I think he gets released soon. Wait, wait. Can I get you on video doing the Bobby Schmurda dance? This will be great for the promo. This will be this will be so good for the promo. Wait, wait, wait. What is it? It's like. All right, go for like, it. Get up, it's, on my trap. Oh, that was a picture. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, now it just looks like you're boogieing down in my room. <laughs> okay, wait, 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 wait. Uh, let me get flash on it. Uh, Ready? All right, go for it. <laughs> get up at my trap house. <laughs> I think that's it. And then he throws the hat in the air. Oh, <laughs> uh, dude, that when like I first like moved to Tallahassee, that was, that was like huge. That was the song. Yeah, I used yeah. to listen to that like fifteen times a day. Like every single day, it was bumped everywhere. Like pe- people don't understand how 
crazy that song was, that was in a, a college That was a gigantic town. song. Nothing like it. Like, like what what was the song that just came out with, um, what's his name, dude? Mo Bamba. Like, like Mo Bamba will never... Colin, like yes, Colin, for as hype as that song. <laughs> yes, dude, that's what he sounds like. Like, yeah, but it gets you hyped. It do- oh my! I heard it. No, oh, my bad. I heard it at a wedding once, and it was like everyone just kind of got on their feet and was like, ah, "It's hype, da, even at a wedding." Da, 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 da. Yeah. Do you have any friends who have gotten married or anything like that? What's up? Are you good? Everything okay? Um, He's looking oh, at his phone. Yeah, my da- that was my, very terrifying. My, sorry, my dad texted me. <laughs> yeah. Now, here's a life lesson when you're doing a podcast. <laughs> know, know what your guests are going to say, so next time text your questions first. <laughs> uh, uh, wait, hold up. This guy's telling me how to podcast? <laughs> I think he has told me how to podcast. He's, this guy is telling me how to... Oh, can you pull up the Mr. Siegel podcast? Please. <laughs> that, that I'd, he, love to, I'd love to take his advice. He was obviously not doing it at Beach High in the 80s. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, man. Um, wow, dude. That was such a fun fucking set, dude. That was such a yeah, fun fucking set. Yeah, we had a great set. time playing. So, yeah. Oh, my God. We need to tell we the listeners kind of what even went down. So, we did the first part of the podcast, and then we uh, had a lot of technical difficulties. Quite a few. <laughs> because we're dealing... I've never dealt with a CDJ. Have you ever dealt with turntables? No, never. That was my first time. Yeah, so th- we're like... This is some... Um, collaboration photosynthesis stuff going on. I don't know photosynthesis, but uh, it was some real shit going on and we had a lot of problems. We were there for like maybe 15 minutes trying to figure Our it out. Minimum. We ended up going with, uh, we connected the CDJ to the, to the computer, not my mixer, the computer and we were using that Basically the same way I use my turntable Yeah. and honestly, get ready for this mix, y'all. Get ready for this tape. I've been calling mi- my mixes tapes. I like that. Because I just feel like it's different. I like that I, just, a lot. I feel like it's cool. Yeah, dude. I remember um, when uh, I remember when you dropped that mix when I was out of Tallahassee, and I was like, "Yo, this dude, this dude knows what he's doing." What, what were we just talking about? What, what were we just talking about? We went in like a full different direction. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, my name. Yeah, Graham Radio. Yeah, yeah, Graham Radio, Graham, Graham Radio. Dude, I've I've been loving doing podcasts. Man. Oh, you're great at it. Thank you, dude. Yeah, it's like. It, you know, if you're in Australia listening to this right now, I just want to personally thank you. Because, I've been hearing about the Australia hype, dude, which is just crazy. Okay. Down under. So the thing, yeah, exactly. The thing with the Australians is that, like, it's honestly an inside joke. Like, when I say I'm getting big in Australia, I'm joking. But I've I been, believe it. Dude, I've, like, I've, like, I'm in with this group of people. Like, this group of absolute savages. Like, if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you know who JFig is. You know who Ethan Brody, or Ethan Modboy Bramble is. You know who, you now know who Sloth is. And you're pre- pretty soon you're going to find out who, like, Phila and Jamez are. They're, and they're all part of, like, the same crew. Really? Like, dude, listen, man. I feel like people in Australia must just be so much cooler. They're so cool. So cool, they're dude. so like, chill. Like what? What? What are the problems of have Australia? You, have you ever been there? Oh my! No, I want to. I so want to bad. so bad, dude. So bad. Listen, man. One day I'm going. Like I'm not a big like uh, talk about your. I'm not a big talk about your plans type of guy. I like you know. Um, don't tell people your plans. Show people your results. Good. Good quote. That said, bro. I will be in Australia. I will be going to Australia at some point. I don't Sydney know. Sydney or Melbourne. Um. So I think we're going to start in Sydney and end up in Melbourne because of, according to these guys, Melbourne is like the Miami of Australia. Really? Yeah. That, like, That's we, intriguing. So I try to keep my podcast, like, honestly, PG-13 
like I, I try not to like really uh, get I, too nefarious. Yeah, exactly. Because there's no reason to like talking about things that are rated R aren't cool unless it's actually artistic and has a purpose. Yeah. And my yeah. mom is going to listen to this. Like, hi, Linda. I, I know she's going to check this out. I don't need to, you know. Yeah. But I would never. I miss a seagull. I would never do rated R things anyway. So that's not really a, a problem. Yeah, yeah, know? yeah. Of course yeah, not. Would, of course would never not. ever. Yeah, I mean, obviously. Um, <laughs> I was talking. So on the on the Ethan Modboy. Pro, uh, podcast we were he briefly mentioned melbourne and he said that he blew through uh thirty thousand australian dollars wow and he looked that up and he said that it was 250,000 american dollars 250 yeah and i looked that up after and that's incorrect (laughs) 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 yeah it's 25k but still (laughs) over three months 250,000 pennies american pennies (laughs) that's what that's what (laughs) dude when he said that on the podcast so i looked i looked it up after the podcast and this is by the way the guy with like a bunch of face stats which i guess isn't very descriptive because all they've all been they they all have a lot of face stats it's the guy with the most face stats ethan he's so fucking cool uh three hours guy right yeah three hours guy the guy who like literally you sound like the man i hope you're listening dude he's so cool he's actually so cool he uh he blew through 30k in melbourne and when i asked him why he was just like partying mate i was just out there partying partying cunts yeah they gave gave me a black they gave me a black card oh that was (laughs) i hate when my australian accent turns bad yeah they gave me a black card and they, which basically means you can go into the club and do whatever you want. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, mate, got a massage in the club. <laughs> I'm getting a massage in the club. Yeah. Good for him, man. Oh, dude, yeah, he's he's a, honestly a really really cool guy. Uh, so, I one one of the things that I actually really wanted to talk to you about okay. is like your rise in DJing in Tallahassee because okay. I mean you said earlier in the podcast that. It happened quick, and yeah. I b- and I believe you. So, what happened? So, um, my rise started. It started in South Florida. I was taking a semester off from school. I was living back at home, um, and I'd been into DJing for a few months. And I really felt like you know I was ready to start making money off of it. I was not, by the way. I had very minimal idea of what I was doing. I should not have been reaching out to bars. Like I was not near ready enough. But you know, I'm very overconfident in myself. And so I just started reaching out to bars and clubs, hitting them up on Facebook, um, which is not a good technique, by the way. If you're, if there are any rising musicians in here, do not just start spamming them, you know, spamming their DMs. It looks very unprofessional. But being unprofessional at the time, it's what I was doing. And uh, I had this one guy reach back out to me. I would just message every single bar within like 45 miles of me on Facebook. And one guy reached back out to me and he's like, hey... Um, if you can be at my bar in 45 minutes, my DJ just canceled on me. Uh, I'll let you play. And I had my board in my bed, ba- and I had my board, and I had my laptop just in my car for whatever reason. I didn't even have shoes on, and I just drove straight there. Wait a why is it? Why didn't you have shoes on? I don't, I don't like to drive with shoes. Like I don't, I don't like wearing shoes while I drive. Wait. <laughs> I try not to interrupt people when they're telling stories. But then how? So when when you drive places. Wait, so there wasn't any shoes in your car? Like there were. Like like I I if my shoes are easily removed, I will I take them off while I'm driving. So 
did you DJ without shoes on? I showed up to the bar without my shoes on because he was like, you need to be here in like 30, 45 minutes. And I was already 45 minutes away. Okay. So I would like just turn around. But and did you have shoes right in your there. car? Yeah, they were in my car. Oh, okay, okay. Like, like when, when I pulled up to the bar, like I, you know, it was already like 10 minutes after he asked me to be there, but I was already far away. And so he's standing outside and here comes this kid that he just met off Facebook getting out of his, you know, grandma's car with no shoes. And I'm sure he was like, oh, fuck. Like, what did I just book like, yeah <laughs> I, it was it was not a great first look um and it was for a country fraternity at fau and they wanted me only playing country music did you have any country music no i was like i was as i was playing because again this is my first gig ever i had no idea what i was getting myself into right, right. and um i was ripping music off youtube and then while just, you were playing while i'm playing oh my. how'd you know what songs to find I just like would go on YouTube and like look up like a top 100 country list, and I would just rip the song from the list and then download it, into, like put it into Serato, and then just play it. So, what was the crowd reaction? Were were you doing well? Yeah, it was just, like they were liking it. I was I was literally just playing popular country music, and I was doing that for like two and a half hours. And eventually, I was like, you know what? Like, I'm just having a miserable time. Like, I'm I hate country music. I think it's the <laughs> worst variety of music. And you know, kudos to country artists. I'm, I have a similar story about reggaeton, but I, continue. I don't like it. I'm, I'm not a fan of it. And after like two and a half hours, I was like, you know what? I'm already doing this gig for free. I'm having a horrible time. I showed up without shoes on. I probably am not getting brought back. I'm just gonna play whatever the fuck I want. Right. And I just started. Playing whatever, play, you know, the music that I enjoy listening to. And at first, they were really mad at me. The, the, the frat kids at FAU. Yo, fuck you. You're not playing whatever. What, like, they were getting heated. But then, like, some of them, like, started bouncing to it. Like, the kid, uh -huh. the Broward kids in the country yep, frat. That, yep. like, yeah, they started bouncing to it. And then their dates started bouncing to it. And then all of a sudden, like, everyone's vibing. Yep. And I just ripped this set for, like, two hours. And after the, the, at the end, the owner's like... The, the place has never been more bumping. Wow. He's like, that was fantastic. Like, what are you doing next Thursday? Hey. We have a college night. Yes. And I'm like, oh, I would love to. Brings me back next Thursday, and I meet this guy. He, I love this man to death now. His name is Alex Triff. And I meet Alex Triff the next Thursday. I pull up, do a great job again, and he's just roasting me, like saying, I would never hire what? you. Like, yeah, first Wait, while you were playing? No, after I was done playing. Oh, after you were yeah, playing? Yeah, yeah, he was just a promoter. What? I, 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 he wasn't roasting my music, but he was a promoter for other bars in the area. And like, I met him, and I'm like, hi, I'm Jonathan. It's my second night here. You know, like, it's great to meet you. He, you know, he's like, I work for Blue Martini, blah, blah, blah. You know, man, I, maybe if your name was Giovanni, then he would have had. Maybe if it was Joseph Giovanni. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, he was roasting me for my outfit. He's like, you don't even look like a DJ and I'm wearing fucking khakis like I don't God, I don't what a loser. I don't know no, no. he's a great like? guy like, okay. like it was a, okay it was a bad, it was first, a bad interaction. first impression okay. yeah he was just kind of standoffish a little bit like he didn't know me and I'm trying okay. to get him to hire me and he's like I'm never gonna hire you but like let me get your number down just in case two weeks later gives me a call yo I have my regular DJs book somewhere else my two backups are both you know doing a family thing I need someone I need someone now can you be here tonight and I'm like yes I'm there I pulled up I killed it we started, he's like, I want you doing every Friday. So just oh. like that, yeah, within a month, I was playing twice a week at these two different venues. That led to me playing other places and with, my bad. And after like two months, I realized um, I'm going to go back up to Tallahassee. So, um, and I wanted to start working in Tallahassee. And I knew a lot of the DJs up there had lived down here in South Florida. And it was over summer. 
So I started getting Tallahassee DJs gigs at the places where I had residencies. Well, dude, that's that's fantastic. Yeah, you're booking DJs. Yeah, DJ. I, I was book. I was my bad. I was booking other DJs and where I was going to move to. And I'm like, you know what? Like maybe if I can help them out down here, they'll be open to helping me out up there. Um, I did that for a few months, and when I went back up to Tallahassee, I started at this bar called GVO. Worked there for a night or two, and then um, how'd it go? It went all right. Um, uh, there was like the the guy that was managing the bar at the time is no longer managing them, and there was an issue with him paying me. So it you know it it didn't the it didn't that continue. Like a, an enormous issue. Yeah, yeah. it's a, it's a big one in Tallahassee. Yeah, but um, but you know, just like through the connections that I made. Oh with wait, does DJs, that happen often in Tallahassee where they don't pay? Um. That's terrible. Not that like after after saying that they'll pay you, because that's just mean. Um, not that they don't pay, but you know there is like a like they know there's a million kids out there looking to DJ. Yeah, I'll pay you five hundred bucks. Uh, here's a hundred like no, that. Not not like that. Like like yeah, we're only gonna pay you fifty bucks, and we'll see how it goes. And if we like you, we'll go from there. That was the situation at GBA. Okay. I mean, hey, you gotta take what you can. So get, yeah. they're like, we'll give you fifty bucks to play, and then I played three nights for them, and I hit them up for the money. And um, this guy doesn't work for them anymore, by the way. I'm sure GVO runs a great business now. But I hit him up for the money, and I'm like, hey, you know, you owe me 150 bucks. I played these gigs. And he's like, no, you didn't play them. And I'm like, what do you mean I, I didn't play them? Like, I was I was there. And you, I remember playing You them. were also there. Like, this totally happened. And he's like, nah, you didn't play. And I sent him the flyer with my name on it. <laughs> <laughs> he made a flyer with my name on it. He and I'm made like, the flyer. Yeah, or he sent me the flyer. And I'm like, yo, like this is me on the flyer. And he's like, oh, that doesn't count. That was a that was a trial night. And I'm like, whatever, like it happens. But through the connections I made getting people gigs down here, I was able to land my spot at Baja's when one of the other residents was leaving. And uh, and yeah, it, you know, it worked out really well, well. So what was the connection down here? Uh, so Tristan, he, he's, um, he was a big DJ in Tallahassee, especially when you were there and he's great down here. He's, he's awesome. He's like my godfather of DJing. Like he's taught me so much and like, we've worked together so many times and he's the man. Dude, that's how I feel about you. Dude, (laughs) like uh, literally Siegel had never played on a Newmark scratch before and he's teaching me. So what certain buttons do. (laughs) So yeah, thank you for that. Of course, man. Anytime. But that was like, that was me with Tristan. And so he like. He introduced me to Simon and Simon, who's who runs Bajas, and he used to run Coliseum. And Simon was like, "Yeah, you know, we're looking for a new DJ. Make a mix, send it to me." He liked it, and uh, he brought me in right before Thanksgiving break with one other DJ. And it was basically like, "All right, whoever does the best between the two of you uh, is going to be the resident moving DJ forward. battle." Yeah, literally a DJ battle. Uh, no, with a DJ, DJ off. DJ off. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like, like I'm like Ash Ketchum out there, like throwing out my songs. And uh, but yeah, it just it worked really well. You know, we had a great, I had a great night that night. And uh, yeah, they made me the resident for the next two years, and that was so my savage. that was my rise in Tallahassee. Yeah. So when you became the resident DJ at Bajas, did you notice a difference in uh, social status? Oh my god, yes. Oh my god, yeah. Everywhere I went, people were recognizing me. Like it, you know, is like I I just made so many friends every single night because people would just come up to me buy me drinks play this song I'm so and so whatever come DJ here afterwards like did you do a lot of post games like did you follow through with a lot of DJ here afterwards oh yes all the time I loved it that was my favorite like DJing at the clubs was so fun but I love DJing post the po- games the post games especially I lived um after you left I lived in the house for two years what and, room uh not you were in 132 right. I was in 132. I was in 133. I lived in 133 for a while. Which, really? When you walked into 133, did you go left? Or, like, which room? I was on the right. You're on the right? Ah, oh, I was on the left. Well, oh, it would have been sort man. of roommates. That oh, would have been yeah. sick, though. Can you imagine? Ah. Yeah, dude. I, I lived in 133 for 
a summer, the summer between sophomore and junior year, and that was a savage summer. Oh, it's a great spot. It's a great spot. Yeah. But um, but yeah. So I used to. Damn, that would have been awesome if we lived in the same room. I ah, know, well, we lived. We both lived in one thirty three. Yes, we did. At yeah, some point, that's cool. Our spirits will forever be in that room. Yes. We, <laughs> but yeah, I used to play the post games all the time at the house. You know, people would call me to come post game here, throw this there. It was, it was, it was socially, it was the best thing in the world. Oh my for me. god, I can imagine. But yeah, and it led to a lot of other great things too. You know, I, like I got to open up for Say My Name. Um, I opened up for Loud Luxury. Did you DJ um, at all the bars? Like, did you DJ at Coliseum and Clyde's and and uh, Standard and stuff? I never got to DJ at Cali. It closed before I started DJing around right, town. Right. And then um, I never DJed at Clyde's, but I did like eight or nine happy hours at Dirt. That's cool. Um, I played at Pots like six or seven times. I never got to play at Recess. Um, Didn't Recess close down? No, Recess is still open. Recess, Recess, Recess. Recess is the, the rooftop where, where, one. Where is Recess? Oh, yeah, Recess is like you, you walk up those stairs. Yeah, I love stairs. that spot. That was a great spot. That was a spot. great spot. They stopped covering up the pool, though. It, so, like, people were just jumping in the pool every night, which made it so much better. Coronavirus. Yeah, right? <laughs> Spreading through water now, too, I'm sure. Oh, my they're, God. They're just not following the rules up there. It's just, uh, I can't even imagine. Have you been to Tallahassee recently? Uh, I was up there. So I, I, I lived up there for a few months over summer because I still Fun. had a lease. So, yeah, I, I went back up to live up for a few months over summer. But I haven't been back up there since yeah, wait, in, August. Uh, in, in the house? In yeah, Bartol? yeah, yeah. Is, and that's when you got your like CDJs and stuff stolen, right? I didn't have CDJs. I had, um, I had a DDJ... SX. That's a controller. Yeah, it's a controller. Okay. And I had um I had that. How do you think it got stolen? I don't know. Do you leave I'm, your room open? I'm not gonna speculate things, but I don't I don't know. It wor- it ended up working out fantastic. Yeah, like I mean I'm a witness to this. This is it. Oh, he not brought, just with that. What? What? Tell me. So after I got wait. By the way, for the listeners, I, when I was implying like the epic mixer that he brought into my room. So it's tell beautiful. Me. Yeah, it's fantastic. But um, when I got all my stuff stolen. Uh, I went to Her- you know, Heritage Grove, the leasing office, yeah. and I'm like, look, like, you know, I'm, I'm the most not- properly run and yeah. happy oh, people. Phenomenal, ever. yeah. Like, like <laughs> if, if if you are a fan of, um, you know, just excessive garbage and loud noises around your property, this is the place for you. This is the like, place to be. It's the spot, dude. Yeah. Like the 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 best. But <laughs> that's oh complete gosh. sarcasm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But they did. They got new management, and uh, when I went when I went up to them, and I'm like, hey, I'm not some little kid. You know, my stuff was missing. I wasn't here. This needs to be resolved. Uh, they're like, all right, we'll just, you know, waive all of your rent for the remaining time that you're here and you won't have to pay oh my fees. Oh, gosh. Yeah. So I ended up having about like $1,500 worth of stuff stolen and they ended up waiving about, you know, $2,500 worth That's of incredible. rent and fees. Nice. So yeah, it worked out great. New management is fantastic for that. Um, but yeah, the, the end result of my stuff getting stolen was like... Them saving me that money, I used that to buy these CDJs. Nice, nice, nice. So it worked out fantastic. I'm so glad I got robbed. Dude, yeah, this uh, I love. What I, that's a, so glad. See, that is a great sentence. <laughs> yeah, man. I, I see. I see mixers like this on Instagram, but I never. I mean, this is the first uh, time anything besides my stuff has been in my room, and it is gorgeous. Yeah, man. it's a, for anyone listening. By the way, it's a DJM 2000 Nexus. They stopped yeah. making them in like 2014, 2015, but it's a Beast. Who was your Who was your favorite DJ to go back to back with in Tallahassee? Oh, my favorite to go back to back with. Oh, I mean, I went back to back with Franco. He, you know, he's fantastic. He's um, he works with House Hats now and is running Zima Blue. Wait, They're, what exactly is House Hats? House Hats is a is a house collective of house music. It's um, and they throw shows. Mm-hmm. So like they they just did a show last week in Tallahassee. Who is it with? I think it was with Claude. 
I think they Claude ch- Von Stroke. I, I think no, he was at Bajas, but they they do shows constantly throughout the state. Wait a minute, Claude Von Stroke was at Bajas, yeah, Bajas, like, like the famous week. DJ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whoa, yeah, he 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 and uh, Green Velvet they go all the time. I think that Tallahassee is such a great spot for famous DJs to go. Great spot, yeah, great spot. Such an under. Do you think Techies yes started that? Um, no, I think it's always been a great spot because it, dude, it's- no, bro. When I when I went to Tallahassee, you showed up at happy hour. In pastel short shorts, a polo, and Sperry's. <laughs> Everyone did. And you listened to rap yep. music. That's what that was. But Skrillex was there. The the year before I went there, yes, Skrillex yeah, pulled yeah. Skr- up. Skrillex, was, uh, Skrillex actually played a festival that was on the area where Woodlands now is. Really? And then they built Woodlands on it. Yeah. Do you remember how we met? Of course. This is a great one. The Banger Festival. The Big Banger. What, the Big Banger. Where listen listen to this. You you guys won't believe this. Travel back in time to 2016 and this makes sense. But that me and Levi met because we were the only two people at the event that knew who Rez was at the time. Yes. That's how our friendship started. Yeah. So wait, let's go back. Rez let's go back a little bit. Let's audience. go back a little bit. So uh Jonathan Siegel and I are we, we were but well actually technically now we're Jeets because they uh, we got kicked I off. Know, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh him and I were both in Phi Ta, Phi Kappa at Florida State, and I was in uh, my pledge class was I think two years before yours. Yeah. What are you an Alpha Alpha Gamma? Gamma, okay. I'm an I'm an Omega. Do you have the tattoo? Yeah, I do. Hey, right me here. too. Oh, dude, they're they're in the same spot, just oh, opposite. Look at that. I love that. Yeah. So I have a story behind our tattoos. Oh Lord, I can't wait to hear that. Um so the way that if, if you don't know in a fraternity you get a little brother you're a, you're you get a big brother and you get a little brother and it what that basically means is just like someone who you can go to like if my big brother Joey Rodberg is someone who I always went to when I had an issue in the fraternity and I had a lot of problems when it came to when I, me me first starting and if you're listening to this and you knew and you were also in Fata then you know exactly what I was talking about I got. Uh, I I was not the most well liked person in Fita, but you know what? I don't give a fuck because I was myself the whole time. Hell I yeah. never tried to make anyone happy who didn't fuck. Or that, that's a bad way to say that. I I never tried to like. You never pre- tried to fit into the mold to please. Exactly. People. I never pretended to not yeah, be myself. Neither did I. Yeah. Like I was just always fucking me, and a lot of people didn't fuck with that, and I don't fucking care. I was just always me. Uh, that said. A lot of the people who didn't fuck with me were like higher up in the fraternity and they like were trying to get me kicked off. You know, this is a story that you might not know about me. I was very, very close to getting bald. Really? Extremely close. Bald, uh, by the way, is where, you know, we like vote out a pledge. While you're pledging, the pledges can get bald, it's like which is kicked out, voted off yeah, the island. Like every week there is a uh uh, there's a meeting of all the brothers, and at that meeting, they vote on pledges to either to uh, to vote them out. And apparently, they voted on me, and every like they, it was like divided because it was either you hated Levi or, or you, you loved him. loved Levi. And there there were people in the chapter house who were like gunning for me on like hardcore on bo- like on both sides of the bell curve no like there way. were pe- there were people who were like we got to kick this kid out he sucks blah 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 and then there were people that, and I, this is all third party information of yeah. like i just heard about all this and there were other people who were like fuck that kid we got to fucking get him out like like both sides literally both sides like we love this kid we got to keep him in fuck that kid we got to keep him out and apparently what happened is that everyone got so crazy this was at the end of chapter or at, sorry at the end of the meeting Cha- yeah. the meeting is called chapter um, at the end, uh, this this voting was like near the end of the meeting, and 
everyone got so riled up and crazy. And remember, this is third-party information that the president of the, of the fraternity just ended chapter, just ended it before <laughs> the vote happened. And my pledge master, who was the who was the president at the time, was it Martin Hood? Martin Hood. Yeah, uh, he ended it, and I, I, so I chapter that. ended, and all the pledges were in the were on the turf, just like watching the brothers walk out. And my pledge master uh, Ramos came up to me and was like, "Levi, come here." And I'm like, "What's up?" He's like, Levi, I just want you to know that you are in this fraternity by the skin of your dick. Uh, and I will never forget that. Because at the time, I didn't know what had happened. Did you know I was Pledge Master? Um, I did know that. I forgot yeah. about that until just now. That's really cool. I did cool. it twice. I've, I've, said that, I've said that quite a few times. That's cool. It's that's a, that's really cool. There's actually, there's this kid, his name. Wait, is, that exact thing? You're in this fraternity by the skin, by the skin of your skin dick? By the skin of your dick, yeah. Ooh, like, yeah, like, like, cool. You're, you're only here because of me. and just know that. Like, it's the... It's, <laughs> it's, <laughs> I love that. It's not, there's this one kid, his name was his name was Dylan, and you would have loved him. Yeah. Like, like, this was just, like, a big, like, trippy kid, played guitar, like, huge classic music fan. Nice. Like, I like this oh, kid already. Oh, I thought this kid was the man. Like, I was this kid's biggest fan. He, like, I was, I didn't take a little my entire time in college. And, like, this kid, I was going to do it. But everyone fucking hated him. Because he was him. himself. Yeah, Because he was himself. Exactly. And because he probably didn't like going to, fu- he probably didn't like doing what everyone else wanted to do. Yeah. Like, he's, dude. he's very to himself. And, like, he was a very unique kid. And, yeah. like, like, just, like, a not give a fuck, like, a really nice, genuine kid. And, like, that, you know, that that doesn't all, that works to an extent. But, like, it, it's, I don't know. He was... Being being an individual like that is can kind of be difficult to fit into when it's like a, a herd mindset. Yeah, exactly. Which is so lame. And he was a great kid, but uh, yeah. you, you know, know, I bet that he thrived out of the fraternity. Oh, I'm, I'm sure he's doing fantastic. I haven't talked to him in a while, yeah, but I mean, you know, yeah, I'm yeah, sure he's doing fantastic. Like the kid, right. he was just a great guy, like a nice kid. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah. So anyway, got, uh, back, back to back to how we met. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> so. Um, my big brother is Joey Rodberg, and during uh, th- during my you know that you're, you're twins with Zach Markovich, right? You know yeah, that? yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. So I um when I was uh when I was early in the fraternity, when I was just a when I just became a brother, um I took a little brother named Zach Markovich, cool guy, great guy. Uh, I think a year and a half later, uh it was t- like it, your pledge class came in. It was a whole new group of pledges. I'm also gonna get a new beer. Let me grab it. I got no, I got, I got. And, oh, these. Cold These ones. are cold ones. Bottom, shout out to Rolling Rock, by the way. Yeah, the, shout out to Rolling Rock. Sponsor me. most underrated cheap beer on the market. It's fantastic. I will never, ever understand how people can go and see this and Natural Light price the same and go for the great Dude, box. I don't get it. it it's insane. It doesn't make sense. It makes no... Dude, this is good. Like, I like It's it. good beer. It's refreshing. Like, and... And like when when you're drinking a natural light, like you can, your body is aware you're drinking a natural light. Wait, I'm sorry, dude. I'm about to piss my pants. I gotta go. To bed. Oh yeah, go ahead. Are you good? Do you have to pee or anything? No, I'm good, man. No, okay, I'm gonna pause this. Are we good? Are yes. we back? Oh wait, wait, hold on. Check, we're check, not. Check. We're not good. Hold on. Mike, check, yo, check, yo, check, yo. Check. Okay, yeah. Now we're good. Hold on. A second. Okay, so we were talking about how we met, which is a great. I'm gonna take another sip of beer. Cheers. Rolling Rock. Cheers, mate. Tea Love you. Thank you for the beer. Love you, bro. Oh, love you more. Um, so, uh, the way that we met. So, we, and I honestly don't remember exactly where we were in the story. So, we're going to jump ahead. Let's do it. Your pledge class was pledging, and my I was probably a junior or a senior. I think I was actually a senior. And yeah. I, uh, this dude, Taylor Gaines, like, who runs this epic entertainment company called Top Tier, he threw a festival 
or like like it was it was honestly pretty sick. It, it was, was yeah. It was a big stage in a parking lot, and some some sick DJs were there. And this DJ Rez, who's a who's a chick, uh, and but incredible, incredible. Well, not to minimize chick. I know I, I know that I just said the word butt, and that's that's a minimizing word. Rez is sick. Just period. She is sick. Sick. Yeah. And she threw down bass nectar and pretty lights at that show, which was really really cool. So I'm in the crowd, and I see Jonathan. Uh, you do you remember how like we were we did we just go into that together? Or was somehow we met up in the crowd. I had I was at um I was in your room with Schultz early, oh, earlier shit. earlier on in the, in the week, and I was talking about how I was excited to go to this because my bad I was talking about how I was excited to go to the show because I was a big fan of Audion and I was a big fan of Res, and no one knew who Res was, and I think you were just like in the room jamming on your guitar or something because <laughs> I I used to go to your room when we were pledging because it was like. Like it, that was just a hangout spot for me. Yeah, like, man. like me, you, and Schultz, we used to post up, would watch Rick and Morty. Like, oh it was, yeah. Like it was, it was just Love like that. it was a spot where I could go to like get away from all the pledging stuff. And I just said I, I liked Audion and Res, and we were like, oh, we have to link up at Res. Like I know who Res is. I'm a fan of Res. Yeah. And I'm, when we got there, like everyone else, you know, all eighty percent of my pledge classes from Miami, they don't know who fucking Res is. Yeah, like, which is fine. Which you is know, totally, you totally don't know who fine. Is, it's not a big deal. Not, not a bit. Everyone can't be the fan. fan of everyone but they know people who we don't know exactly yeah but i knew i was like all right i gotta link up with levi he knows res i know res like we'll have a blast and uh, and yeah that, that's so we met up and we just like had a good old time res mm-hmm. killed it and uh the night played itself out whatever and in my mind like we at that time we didn't talk about like me taking you on as a big brother no, or, not or, at or all. as a little brother or anything uh but I don't know how long after that. Who was your pledge master? Was it Cody? Yeah, Cody. Cody. Oh, Cody. Hi, hi I, Cody. I hope you see this, Cody. You're the man. Yeah. Oh, Cody will listen to this. It, 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 I love Cody. You know that me and him just, just graduated law school together? Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, I did not know that. Yeah, we were in the same uh, class and stuff. We, we took the bar at the same time. Yeah, there's actually... No way. Yeah, throughout law school, there was this inside joke that him and I had where after finals... Yeah, but the, like, the Rolling it Rock would be, burps. No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, the Rolling Rock burps. Yeah, we both just burped for Rolling Rock. <laughs> yeah, but in the coolest way, because Rolling Rock, very, very cool. Twin burp. Twin burp. <laughs> we did it at the same time. You guys yeah. couldn't hear it, but we, we, we totally synced our burps. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> so. it's, like, it's like we synced our cycles, but with our burps. Yeah, whoa. That's what happens when two dudes do a podcast together. Yeah. Burp sync up. <laughs> so, Cody and I had this inside joke where we... Uh, I, th- this is from the first semester of law school every semester. Hey, Cody, what are you going to do as soon as finals ends? I'm going to sprint out of the school as fast as possible. <laughs> and, like, we never actually did. I actually did sprint out of the school once, like, just because I was so happy. It was a really hard semester. But it was always a joke. Like, what? hey, Cody, uh, yeah, you know what I'm going to wear to finals? Tell, tell me, Levi. I'm going to wear a track suit. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm going uh, oh, to wear short totally shorts would. and sprint as fast as I can out of the school. But I'll, for the bar exam... We legitimately like met up after the bar exam, no right outside of the school, and we videotaped it. It's it's uh it, I can pull it's in my archives in Instagram somewhere. I can I can find it. And we sprinted from the entrance oh, of awesome. the school like down uh this outdoor corridor. It was pretty epic. It felt it was honestly it felt so good. It felt really really good, man. That's some like walking away like fists in the air breakfast club ah! type thing. It was That's- dude. Oh my god, dude. Finishing the bar. I don't. I really hope I pass this thing because I don't want to go through that again. But it just honestly, just taking it and just like yeah. pressing submit felt fucking good. 
you know. Good man, I'm glad yeah. that that felt good. It's yeah. a that that's a victory in itself. Yeah, you know, you can take it again. Worst case scenario. Yeah, yeah but, I mean, uh, worst case scenario, I have to do it again, which would suck. But I don't even want to think about that. But so, that, anyway, that's a good Co- worst case scenario. Mm-hmm. Cody uh, was your pledge master, and uh, Cody came up to me and was like, "Hey, do you want to be Jonathan Siegel's big brother?" And I said, "Yeah, of course I do." He was like, "Yeah, he put he put your name," and I was like, "Oh, that's sick!" Like, and as soon as he said that, I remembered back to the to the to Res, and I was like, "Dude, I fucking love you. Give me a fucking clink." Dab up to that. Boom. Yeah, we're very good. Big brother, little brother. Pairing. It's a great pair up. Mm-hmm. It's a great pair up. Mm-hmm. It really is. What dude. was our family name? The Zanny family? No, nah, the big the the baby family. The baby family. Yeah. Baby family. Yeah, and uh, it dude. Great times, man. Fuck. That's, that, great times in college. Yeah, we're definitely a good big bro, little bro pairing. And I saw you throughout. I mean, I already talked about this a little bit, but after I left, I, you kept on doing things that I thought were so fucking sick. Like you became the DJ and all this stuff. Dude, so awesome. Did you go to Okeechobee, like the most recent Okeechobee? Yes. Yeah, I yeah, did. yeah. Dude, that was the last festival that uh, came around. I know, and it yeah. was so much fun. This it was, it was awesome, a great Okeechobee. I'm so glad they brought it back. Like, it was mm-hmm. it was a great... Did you go all four days? Yes. Nice. Right, so, technically, yes. I was physically there all four days. But I, I didn't see a single performer for the first two days. How? Dude, I was just... Oh my god! I honestly, I just got too fucked up. Like, oh damn! Like, like, oh, that's such a waste. I was just—I spent so much yeah, time partying yeah. on the first day that like I missed every performer. Damn. Well, I mean, hey, it's it's uh, it it sucks to miss performers, but it's it, it do- is fun to party. You I, know I, I mean? wasn't because... mad at it. Like there there was no like must sees for me on day one, but there were on day two. Uh huh. And I was just sick all day the second day from the first day. And like I didn't, I the only I saw the last five minutes of Bass Nectar. This is before everyone hated him, so yeah. like it was like a all right, Jonathan, get out of bed, go see Nectar. You'll be mad if you don't. Right. But uh, but yeah, I just completely folded the first two days. But like the last two days when I you know you killed it, yeah, when, yeah, when you chilled out, yeah, when yeah, when when I like you know was not just so belligerent yeah, that yeah, like it was yeah. I'm uh-huh. missing shows. Did like, you see was, Tipper at that festival? Yes, so I did. Good. Uh, so good. Tipper's great, dude. Tipper's. Fantastic. Who else man. Uh, I saw Hippie Sab, who I, I That's you know. cool. Did you see Young Bay? No, I Young didn't. Young Bay is was the disco stuff that we were just playing. Actually, I might have seen Young Bay. For Young a Bay bit. was playing at the beach. I think I might have for nice. a bit. Then we were in the same crowd. I'm trying to think. I'm not sure. I don't know. That was a that was a, a great weekend, yeah, but it, it great, was a bit of a blur. Great. Yeah, you, yeah, great, great weekend. Yeah, <laughs> great, great. Oh, super such a fun weekend. Why 2K? I was, actually, I was actually only there. I was only there for one day. Um my, uh, Jer- you know Jerry Sanchez? He was in Fightaw. Oh no, I don't. Jerry think so. Sanchez, one of my best friends in the whole world, love him. He was a phi in Fightaw, oh, and totally yeah, and he uh, he got free tickets, free v- free VIP tickets no to Okeechobee. Yeah, so we went up on Saturday, and uh, we saw some great shows. We saw we do Young Bay is so good. Young Bay, by the way, for the listeners, if you've listened to any of my disco sets on SoundCloud, it's like ninety percent Young Bay. And if you can find other music that sounds like that, please send it to me because I need to listen <laughs> to something else besides Young Bay when I do my disco stuff. Uh, and that was the first two songs in our actually no, the first two songs in our first set got unrecorded because yeah. we had to restart. But the first one in the first set was Young Bay. Yeah. Oh, that was a great starting song for the you, know, you guys aren't going to hear it but it was fantastic yeah dude yeah i mean just look up young bay young bay has like a bunch of albums actually really? yeah he's fantastic it's all just like upbeat disco house i've been i've been going i'm such a hoe for disco house dude i've been going <laughs> through i've been going through a big disco house phase the last like 
two weeks. Like yeah. I can't stop listening. It's so fun. It's so fun. It's fun. Dude, Purple Disco Machine. Purple dude. Disco Machine. If you haven't dude. listened to Purple Disco Machine, like pause this, go Google them and just pick any song. Pick I promise. Wait, I have you a song for you to listen to if you want to listen to, to Purple Disco Machine. Check out In Degrees by Purple Disco Machine. That is it's such a fun song, and honestly, the drop is like it's like three fourths in the way into the song. It's like, ooh, ooh. they're fantastic. Oh it's lord, so fun, uh, dude! Imagine how fun a set like seeing oh, that would be. Imagine. That would be wild. They were they were machine. playing somewhere. I was at a festival they were playing at because I remember having a conversation with someone about this name, like what they're whatever they're playing. Like I want to go listen to it. Yeah. And like like just the name. Like that is the coolest fucking purple name. Disco purple disco machine. machine. That's perfect. Are you kidding me? And that it, is dude, the his music sounds exactly like that. It does. Whatever you're assuming purple disco machine sounds like, that is that yeah, is that's it. you're you're right. Like you you're you are correct. <laughs> yeah. Like if like like if if Barney made funk, it's this. And it's <laughs> great. Like Dude, I, fantastic yes. music, and I've been listening to if a lot of. Bar, if Barney, if Barney made, made funk, funk, if Barney made funk, this wow. is what it would be like. Like, like that same vibe that Barney gave you when you were a kid. Just like, yo, like I don't know why, but I fucking love this purple dinosaur. Yeah. I, dude, I was such a Barney kid. Such a Barney kid. I was you such a Barney kid. You oh cannot not be a Barney kid. Did you like Pee Wee's Playhouse? Did you ever watch that? Nah, I don't think I did Pee Wee's Playhouse. Dude, I got lucky because Pee Wee's Playhouse was actually before our time, but my mom had like tons of vhs's i think she just like got a bunch of vhs's of peewee do you, do you know about do you know what peewee is not a clue peewee herman is uh, it's crazy it's uh, if look up look up peewee's playhouse if you're listening to this i'll show you it after it's a trip it's it's honestly pretty bananas so, uh, peewee's playhouse but barney dude okay. yes dude so good if barney if that exact same energy of oh, the boston creams i'm opening my donut it's if, happening. if bar that same like hold barney that, energy, it, it was your gavel not a beer don't worry Oh, my gavel? Okay. Yeah, it was just the gavel. I watched it. Oh, that's scary. <laughs> yeah, and also... Oh, I've been... You got me too? Wait, do you want... Is one of these for you? No, I got you too. Oh, you're the fucking man. Yeah, I, I, I doubled down on them. One Boston cream is... It's it's just not enough, but I had a... No, no, I'm going to disagree. One Boston... Half of a... <laughs> one bite of a Boston cream is All enough. Right. Cal- Calorie-wise, if we're going for a like, calorie thing, then yes, maybe a half a Boston cream is right, enough. You know what? But for the soul? For the soul. Oh. Mm-hmm. You got to double down on your Boston cream. Mm, <laughs> all right listeners um tweet at me and let me know if you like when i chew on the podcast because i don't think like, i don't think you're gonna like it but whatever no people do this is this is asmr with a boston cream donut that's what that's what's going on in graham radio right now best donut without a doubt at him if you disagree but you shouldn't what's, it, a, what's a better donut than a boston cream are there paper towels near near your right foot yeah, I, th- I think I've actually, I've, I think I've been playing footsies with the paper towels. <laughs> you probably, you probably have a really clean big toe. <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't know about that one. <laughs> I used to, I used to like go to post games barefoot. Like I was, I'm a big barefoot Dude, guy. You're gross, bro. Yeah. What the hell? Yeah, post games bare, DJing barefoot post games in the chapter house. That's when you know it's going to be a good That's when you game. know, yeah. This, this okay, kid is I not giving you, fuck. If you show up to uh, to a club and DJ with no shoes on, that's a bad sign. <laughs> but if you show up to the post game with no shoes on, the hairier your feet are, the better. The better. Yeah. <laughs> the hairier and shorter you are, the better. And if your name is Frodo, extra points. Oh, extra, extra points. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the longer the toenail, the longer the set. Oh, my gosh. Dude. Boston cream donuts. Krispy Kreme glazed. Oh, that's disgusting. Okay, I'm people, sorry. No, people pay money for that. <laughs> Ready? Here, here's me. Here's me slurping my rolling rock. 
Get a little bit closer to the mic. A little bit closer. A little bit closer. Speak a little softer. Yeah, speak a little bit softer. This is hey, a- wait, wait. I'm going to turn up the mic a little bit. Yeah, yeah turn it up a bit. Yeah, this, is, this is ASMR on Graham Radio. down the wrong hole <laughs> i can hear the boston cream swirling around in your mouth i can't believe you started coughing <laughs> <laughs> i went down the complete wrong pipe okay i'm turning on mics back we're now. really bad at asmr that was that was some asmr brought to you by graham radio <laughs> you're, so you're welcome le- please let me know if you liked my chewing is DM asmr me. is it like a relaxation thing or is it like a do people is it like a sexual thing like i don't really i don't understand the the like i don't understand the purpose you're not going to believe this but i had no idea that asmr even existed and before like 3 weeks ago i yeah dude and i've I saw, never listened to it oh i listened to a cardi b do one what i don't know why i was just like i was like all right i don't really know what asmr is and and i bet whatever cardi b's doing it's going to be funny yeah cardi b's really funny she's fu- she's funny as fuck and and i still don't understand the purpose of it like is it i have no idea I don't know. Like you know Here, those dude, videos wait, 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 where they're like cutting up soap. Here's what we're gonna do: cutting up soap. Have you seen that where they like cut soap into squares and they cut it and it's like this is relaxing, but it gives me the worst anxiety. Okay, I just googled ASMR definition. A feeling of well, wait, wait, I'm gonna say this in an ASMR. Okay, I'm turning off your mic and I'm gonna like just like I'm gonna go full AS- ASMR. <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> A feeling of well-being combined with a tingling <laughs> sensation in the scalp and down the back of the neck, as experienced by s- <laughs> as experienced by some people in response to a specific <laughs> gentle stimulus, often a particular sound used in a sentence. <laughs> ASMR is triggered by things like whispering of voices, paper tearing, and oh, and the and this last one is best, and scalp massage. <laughs> like those things you buy Bed Bath and Beyond that like go over your whole scalp. This <laughs> is okay. After reading that, I'm down. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it is. Still, don't have a full understanding. But oh yes, it, I, I have what it stands for: autonomous sensory. Meridian response. Sometimes, yeah, okay. Wow. Sometimes auto sensory meridian response is a tingling sensation. Okay, okay, okay. There's uh, more people eat. They I eat mean, food. It, I mean, uh, I don't know. Wait, wait. Have you ever seen an ASMR microphone? No. Are they different? They they're crazy. I, I looked this up. It's, look at this. Look at this. It's literally ears. Isn't that crazy? It's four hundred dollars. You guys have no idea what I'm looking at right now. It's crazy. What? Yeah, I know. This is... Wait, okay, if you're listening, look up 3DO, and that's like the number 3, D-I-O, F-S, by Nac... Okay, fuck it. Look up ASMR headphones. It's like the this first thing that comes up. ears. It looks like ears with a bar in between, and it, it, it is just... I don't think I would... I don't think I would be comfortable recording into that. 
You know, okay, I, I'm, I'm going to be serious here for a second. This would probably be really good for meditation podcasts. The ears? I mean, yeah. Like, it, I mean, I don't know what they sound like. I've never listened to a meditate. I've never listened to a an ASMR thing. But if ASMR, like, I mean, if the fucking definition of it is uh, like sensory. St- wait, hold on. If the definition is like a feeling of uh, of well being combined with a tingling sensation in the scalp. Well, okay. Well, actually, I don't know. I don't know. I'm talking shit here. I have but no idea. I have it's- no idea. Have you ever done like a meditation uh, like? YouTube video or podcast or anything? Yeah, my sister is super big into that. No and shit. Su- like like laying the rocks on the for- the certain formations and like putting on. I, I I'm and and excuse me if I'm you know minimizing the techniques. I I, I think it's very cool if you're into it, dude. It, whatever you're into, be whatever into you're it into, and do it a lot. you're into. You know, I I know there it's something with the rocks. You know, I'm not educated on the topic enough. Um, but yeah, she's she's got the whole nine yards, and so I've done it with her. A, you know, a few times. Um. But yeah, I don't I don't do meditation too often. You know, mm-hmm. meditating with ADHD is not the easiest thing in the world. I bet that it would help your ADHD a lot. Yeah, I just can't stay. Oh, I bet that DJing is really good for your ADHD because there's so many things going on. So many on. things going on. Yeah. Oh my god, yeah, it's the best. Yeah, Con- I mean, Kanye calls his uh, bipolar disorder a superpower because he uses it to his benefit. And dude, if you're really? DJing, then you're using your ADHD to your benefit. Like you're like literally utilize. Like I'm pretty sure what ADHD results in is like you need to be focused on a lot of different things all at once because uh, like it's, it's my mind just, it's just always it's just always going like exactly I, so if you have like a singular thing to focus on but that singular thing has a lot of moving components then great. yeah it's great and then you get really really good at something you know it's great and it's yeah i love it to death yeah so if you use that thing to your benefit then it's great but like with this whole asmr thing i uh, i mean i've just never done it but I mean, I'm open to it. Have you have you yeah, listened to those crazy? Are you on TikTok? Uh, I I made a TikTok. I, I I don't really use it like that. Do you like ever scroll through it or anything? Um, okay, you know, once or twice a week, maybe. I'm not like it. It's it's not like a Twitter for me. I'm a big Twitter guy. Yeah, I've, yeah, yeah. You you're, a, you're good on Twitter. I'm a big Twitter guy. Yeah. I had I had to scale back a little bit. Cause <laughs> it was, uh, nice. You know, yeah. <laughs> it was it was getting a little. It was getting. Uh, like political to the point where it was like affecting my no, you, but you had good political tweets. No, oh, I, I, I don't, I don't retract anything I've ever said. You know, yeah. I, I don't, I, I think everything I was saying was Who correct. You vote for? <laughs> I voted for Biden without Me a too. doubt. Me yeah, too. I, I didn't. I'm, uh, I'm. If anyone has ever been on my Twitter, my political affiliation is, uh, is very apparent. Nice. Um. Yeah. See, I, I voted for Biden, but to be completely honest, I did not think that he was going to win. I thought that there were a lot more people who liked Trump than who uh, disliked Trump. And it's just like I I wanted Biden to win. I wanted I voted for Biden because I wanted Biden to win and because I wanted Trump out of office. And that happened, and that's amazing. And it it gave me confidence in America. You know. Well, the, that that confidence is definitely you know not looking too hot right now with you know people counter protesting the uh, the election results. And that's gonna dissipate. That's gonna go away. I hope so. Man. I mean, it I really is do. like I mean the election just happened, and I mean it, my cousin lives in New York City. And while the election was happening, protests were starting. Yeah. Like, when there wasn't even a decided winner yet. 
which is crazy. Yeah, my sister was telling me the same thing. She was like, uh, th- yeah, sorry, go ahead. Showing up to these protests like at Trump Tower while the election's going on. Wait, your sister was showing up? Yeah, she lives in Manhattan. Okay. And so I was like, yeah, like, w- w- what exactly is is the purpose of this? You're you don't even know who's won yet, and it's like, oh, we're like we're just people there. It's protesting to protest, and she. That's a bad reason to protest. She sent me videos of the streets of New York after Biden was announced the winner, and it it, it was crazy. It was, it was unlike any just people cheering and celebrating. That's and I mean, that, that's in the cool. Streets and that's like, cool good for them so cool yeah. so cool and now it's like watching what's happening you know going on right now with with him trying to convince people that there's a fraud fraudulent vote Wait, that him doesn't exist being him, trump. donald trump oh, yeah. okay trying to convince people that there's a fraud vote that you know i don't know it's it's i don't know either it, it it's like the biggest slap in the face of democracy i've mm-hmm. i've ever seen personally but but I don't know the uh, the views of your listeners, and I don't want to turn anyone away. No, nah, fuck it, definitely... dude. These are the views of you. Who cares about the views of my Fair listeners? Yeah. I like that. Yeah. But yeah, it's uh, it's 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 great. I've never seen anything like it. It's mind blowing. Yeah. I mean, dude, I don't think anyone's ever seen anything like Trump before. Ever. Ever. Yeah. And we never He's will. He's a completely different guy. Well, hey, we don't know. It's possible that we will. I uh, I really hope not. This is this is getting a. Uh, it's getting scary because I I follow it a lot. You know, I'm very okay. Out very of, interested in politics. Out of like. All the celebrities. Who would you want to be president? Um, oof. Uh, honestly, um, so if I just based on their beliefs, yeah, sure. Uh, Sasha Baron Cohen. Sasha Baron Cohen. Yeah. Wow. A doubt. I was not expecting that. Why? So, so if, if you look at, he, I think that he would either be really, really bad or really, really good for foreign policy. I think he'd be amazing. I, I, I know he's not an American citizen, so you know he, he's from the UK, so technically he can't be president. Which is so stupid. I'm, um, that is so stupid. Yeah, I mean, can I tell you why that is stupid? Yes. Like, I'm not saying I think that's stupid. I'm saying that is stupid. Why? Because who cares what patch of dirt you're born on? That's fair. Like who fucking cares if you like think about think about this? If you were born a hundred feet from the uh, from the American border, you can't be president. No matter like your character. Like I think that it's important to judge a person by their character rather than where they were born. Who fucking cares where you were born? I think that you should be able to assume whatever position that you are qualified for. I I agree with that on a on a literal sense like that that makes sense when you say that. Um but I think you know when you have the uh, like that law that is in place, I think it's you know if you have someone that's widely popular in the country with these horrible views and they're from somewhere else, you know they can come in and be elected president. You know you don't you, you don't want that happening. Someone gaining popularity. Well, dude, you can else, say the but, same thing about someone who was born on American yeah, soil. Donald Trump, I guess. You know, yeah, like uh, you can literally, yeah. you're literally talking about like the opposite of like, oh, not the opposite. You're talking about Donald Trump if Donald Trump wasn't born here. Like Donald yeah, Trump was born point. here and has fucking. He, I mean, he's proven himself to be pretty racist. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's like he was born here, so he can be president. It's like that's dude, fair. Well, dude, and look at like I mean, bro, someone who is was not born in America should be allowed to be the American president. It just depends on who he is and his qualities. I don't I so do not give a fuck where you were born. It's like you know what I mean? Yeah, non-Americans can, you know, come to our country yeah. and make Like dude, how about this? Do you have to be um if you like in order to be the president of Pepsi Cola, do you have to like start in the mailroom at Pepsi Cola? No. no, of course not. You can just be like a businessman. That's a great point. Yeah, man. That's so, a great great point. Yeah, man. Who cares what patch of dirt you were born on? Straight up. Yeah. And 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 I want to also give credit to Joe Rogan straight up because 
before, like I listened to a Joe Rogan podcast and he said basically exactly what I just said. And I completely agreed with him. And it's like, I'm not going to, I'm honestly, I'm not going to take someone's ideas and make them my own. Yeah. So I, I want to give Joe Rogan credit for Respect. that, for, for that, for making me come to terms with that. Because honestly, I always thought that it was a good rule. Yeah, of course. The American president should be born in America, blah, 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 blah. But it's like. I mean, when you what, really think about it, like, what's the point? Yeah, of that? yeah, exactly. It's not. It's like, not a cares? rule that I've I've ever like thought about even considering if it makes sense. Or when not. I first heard that rule, I, I don't remember where I was, obviously, but like, okay, a better way to start that sentence is: throughout my whole life, I've always thought that was a really like yeah. good rule. But now I realize that it's so stupid because it really doesn't make sense when when you do think. No, about it doesn't. It, you know? it doesn't. But what, what were we just talking about? Why, why why did we just get to that? Oh, um who we think would be the best president. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, and you said Sasha Baron Cohen. So if you take away, you know, his his work as a comedian and you look at, you know, his he's a huge political activist. Is he? I yes. I don't know anything about this. So his biggest platform, he's like one of the like one of the forefront individuals against like the fight against big tech. Like, you know, they have too much power, too much information, like and he, he, I just, I love the way he thinks politically. You know, he says what he thinks, and and I, I, I think he would be a great politician if he wasn't a comedian. But I think him being a comedian would, people wouldn't take him seriously. But just based on the way someone thinks, I think he would be a, a, a good president. Well, dude, maybe people would take him seriously if he like cut off the comedian thing. I don't think he should. I, I don't think he should either. I think he's a great comedian. I, because I, I, I don't think he he wants to be an American politician. And, and I think his comedic work brings a lot of attention to American politics. Yeah. You know, Ooh, he, wow. Yeah, so like, yeah. like if, if you look at all of his characters, you know, his Borat character, Bruno, even just like the characters he portrays for, you know, a few moments in his movies, he's always making fun of the political ideologies that he doesn't support. You know, so like you look at the blatant, blatant, you know, just like utter ridiculous misogyny my wife yeah my wife yeah like, like what, what and i let her out of cage yeah exactly like, like yeah like he he's not yeah. saying that to say you know i think this is how women should be treated he's saying like look how stupid this character is yeah. and yeah. look how this character treats women so like mm-hmm. you if, if you act that way you are in a sense this character you know mm-hmm. you you listen to how like he betrays like you're this stupid yes exactly like like he the borat character is a stupid character you you shouldn't be able to relate to him right um but you know the way he treats racism he's overly racist overly anti-semitic overly sexist but he's doing that to show you know if if you behave this way this is how the, the outside world is viewing you mm-hmm. and and so and he he does that with all of his policy Dude, how about bruno being hyper gay and then uh, did you ever did you ever see bruno oh of course okay remember the ending where he uh starts making out with the uh, like the person in the cage, you know what I'm talking about? That's one of the, the best whole, scenes ever. That's amazing. Dude, I saw an interview uh, with him talk, and he talked about that scene. So the crowd had no, no idea that that was going to happen. They had to sneak him out through a tunnel. Yes. And dude, what he did there was show homophobia. Home, exactly. Yeah. Or, or the scene... Um. I'll go, we're going to go back to that in a second because I, I watched... I read like... um Not watched. I read an article of how they set that up and it took them months to do that. But like the the scene in the first Borat movie where, you know, he's just going and he's just singing another country's national anthem yeah, to yeah, the American yeah. tune. And like at first glance, it's like, all right, that's kind of funny. But then it's like, yo, like this, this isn't really an offensive thing. Why are you chasing this man out of a state? Mm-hmm. You know, like, like it, it's, it's not, it, it's really not a big deal. It's a song sung in another well, tone. And that, it's like, uh, that, that, okay. 
I can see how that is sort of it's like I I want to say that's offensive, but I have a problem with saying that it's offensive because it's it really is just singing a song. It really is just singing a song in yeah, another tone. Yeah, it really is just singing a song. Like, okay, wait, I, I sort of remember this, but the way he okay, betrayed it. Wait, hold on, Go ahead. Let, tell me if I have the scene right. He's at a bull riding event, yes, right, and he's wearing a, an American flag button down, yes, uh, but he gets on the mic and he sings the Kazakhstan. Uh, the Kazakhstan National, National anthem, anthem to the tune of the Star Spangled Banner. To the tune of the Star Spangled Banner. I mean, that is so that that that's offensive because it's like that's kind of like burning a flag. Like that's defacing something. Like you're li- think about this. That's a parody of the Star Spangled Banner. Like that is a parody of it. Okay. So th- therefore, like it's pretty reasonable with people with uh, uh, for people with a lot of American pride could probably find that offensive, dude. Like, I get that. Like, dude, imagine if someone okay. dressed up as Jonathan Siegel and acted like a fucking asshole. Like, it, but was protect. Like, you see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah, so, like, I get that that is offensive. It, right, that was a bad example. You're, you're totally correct. Well, no, I mean, we've, we, we've kind of figured something out here. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that, like, Sasha Baron Cohen is definitely pointing out very important things, but something like that, it's reasonable to get offended by that. I think it was reasonable to be offended by it, but it was definitely, like... You know, getting now that you you explain it that way, you know, I I definitely agree that it's something reasonable to be offended by. But I don't know. I I think his whole shtick is to show you know the negative qualities in people and why they're so ridiculous. Yeah, which is a good thing, and it's a great thing. And it's a, yeah, and it's a great tool using it for comedy. Mm-hmm. And and you know, you, you don't even realize the the message he's portraying until you sit back and think about it, and yeah. you're like, all right, like I've never even thought about it this hard. Yeah, right. I've, never, I've never thought about it. That it's it fantastic. Far. I love that you brought this up. He's he's a, he's fantastic, and, and also and he's a also, good person. I think that we also have to say how funny is Borat? So fucking Dude, funny too. I, when I was uh, when Borat first came out, when did that first come out? Oh, I, we see we played this game sometimes on the Graham Radio podcast. When did this come out? I like this uh, game. when did Borat come out? I'm gonna guess 2008. I'm gonna guess 2006. Oh, that's a good guess. 2006. Dang it! Yes. Dang it. Yes. I saw this in the theaters when I was 11. Dude, my dad, <laughs> my dad took me to see this and I was in the theater crying at so how funny, funny it was. So I, funny. And I mean, I was I definitely was not thinking about the fact that this is like everything that we were just talking about, like none of that went through my mind. I was just thinking like, "Oh my god, what is happening?" So Dude, funny. That was so, such a funny movie, man. Especially the Bruno one too was so yeah. So funny. I actually have never seen Bruno. I've only seen like that ending scene because of the like the interview took me to that ending scene. Uh, but I've heard that there's a lot of gay sex in it, which is like, I mean, if you're into gay sex, cool. But uh well, actually no, I don't I don't even, I don't even know where I'm going with this. If if a lot of people get uncomfortable with that for you know whatever reason, but like right, I, I, I he took it took a humorous route with it, and I thought it was Bruno was. Hilarious. Do you get uncomfortable when you see two dudes kissing? Um, I think when I was younger, yeah, I, I did because it, it was like an unfamiliar thing. But now it, it's it's not like a super uncomfortable thing. You know, exactly. I'm, I'm comfortable enough exactly. in my sexuality that yeah. like other people doing their own thing. Yeah, you know, I don't I don't get uncomfortable. Where was I going with that thought? I don't know where I was going with it, but it's, like it's not. I remember the first few. Well, I don't remember the first few times that I saw two guys kissing, but I remember when I saw that for the first few times, I was like, eked out by it. I was like, yeah, Ew, was like two guys kissing, like, that's weird. But it's like the first time I tried beer, I thought it tasted gross. Exactly. Yeah, like it, that. It, it's just a normal thing, you know. But people are people are are into whatever they're into. If it doesn't impact me, I have 
no place to put judgment. It's uh, exactly, exactly. It's 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 not my it's not my place to say. It's not my place to be uncomfortable. I feel like getting uncomfortable by watching two people express interest in each other is it's a sign of homophobia. That's that that's homophobic. It's a well, okay. I don't think that that I don't think that it's homophobic, but. I think that it's homophobic if you see that and then do something in retaliation. That's fair. Yeah. Like, if you just, like, see something, it's like, I don't necessarily like super mega gory things. Like, I I don't like to look at a car accident where someone broke their leg. Yeah. But I'm not, like, racist against that. You know what I mean? But if I, like, uh, this is, okay, this is a really weird example. Like, if I saw two guys kissing and I got uncomfortable, I wouldn't go up to them and beat the shit out of them. Fair. But there's people who do that, you know? I've never met anyone like that, and I hope that I don't. But it's like if that... You, if you are like that, like if your thought was, oh, yeah, go that, dude, you know, you need to uh, reevaluate. Like if, you're, <laughs> yeah. if your thought is like, fuck that guy, that, that's wrong, then like that's fucked up. Uh, it, 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 terrible. Yeah, other, other, other people's, you know, business and pleasures doesn't... It, it's, it's not my business, it's not my pleasure, it's not my place to judge. Yeah, exactly. And dude, whatever you like doing, just fucking... Do, do it, it a lot and get really, really good at it. It's like, dude, I love podcasting. I love DJing. So I do it like a lot and exactly. I and I love doing it. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. Uh, so, dude, we've gone for a while, man. Really? Yeah, we, we've, dude, we've it. this uh, plus the first part. This is like an hour, 20 minutes. No way. Yeah, man. Go us. Yeah, dude, go us. So, dude, I think that it would be a good time to wrap this up. Okay, for yeah. sure. So, dude, um... Any like give 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 some shout outs. Some shout outs. Yeah, oh. give some shout outs, bro. Um, uh, shout out to a MP3 to U and to Franz. He's you know out here killing it in his music game. Um, uh, big shout out to Franco Zima Blue. They're doing great things in Tallahassee. House Hats. You know Matthew Gordon. He's coming up all the way. Great for them. Um, if you guys are trying to check out some new music, WS Music. He's been putting out a ton of great stuff recently. Great friend of mine. Uh, you know, definitely check out WS, and uh, yeah, you know, follow me on uh, on my social media, Siegel the DJ. Check it out. Cool. All right, love you. Peace. Thank you guys. Thank you for listening to the show. This was at I mean, come on, that Siegel and I just understand each other. I love that dude. I, I got a smile on my face just talking about him. Um, so yeah, I hope you enjoyed the show. Uh, once again, follow Siegel at. C Gull the DJ, and that's the letter C G U L the DJ. Also, of course, follow Graham Radio for everything music. The our mix will be out by the time this comes out, and I hope you enjoyed the show. Bye.